And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Oh. You don't believe the, yeah. his portrayal of that person who existed? No, I think he, he took the person, the, the core of the person, and then exaggerated the hell out of it to make a interesting movie. And how well do you know the guy that he was... <laughs> I, actually, we're members of the same country club, and, uh, you know, we, we often do a few rounds together in the, on the golf course. And, yeah, so... You know, I can say from first-hand experience, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole thread now of, of Ninfo developers trying to describe our job in 10 words or less. i got to get on that thread. Yeah. No. Well, see, I had a genuine attempt, and then we it, it ended up, I don't know, it's, it's disintegrating quickly. Anyways, sorry. They're probably just all talking about sex and touching themselves. Probably. <laughs> That's the goal, anyway. That's what I'm doing. Just wait till Mark crashes. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 10, Episode 13, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, beside me, a man who many women carry a torch, uh, but only because they want to set him on fire, it's Mike <coughs> the McDonough. McDonough. Also beside me, have a lady who insists that refusing going to the gym counts as resistance training. It's Shauna, <laughs> I love Canadian, O'Flaherty. And in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who says, kiss me, I'm Irish, but put a little tongue in it, I'm French too. It's Mark, superhero, Leonard. <laughs> this week, we'll be discussing some movies in the shape of 10 Cloverfield Lane and Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. And some TV in the form of The Aliens. Of course, we'll have some of the usuals uh, with the news and some previews. And come to a bicycle near you. How are we doing? Fantastic, hey Steve. Great. Great. How's Marcus doing? I am doing well. Great. That's I apologize great. for that dead air just a moment ago when I struggled to find my mute button. <laughs> <laughs> you eating? I was. Yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't be eating. That would be unprofessional of him. Yeah. Welcome no, 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 to Is It A Bicycle Studios. Fed and watered and prepared to be professional. Knowing your ways, Stephen, I only take small bites now when we're recording because yeah. everything must be swallowable immediately when he goes, are you okay, Mark? I've just noticed you're chewing. I think I'll direct the conversation your way. No, it was actually the mute button that got me there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so the, um, the Easter Rising thing mm-hmm. happened at the weekend. We talked a lot about it beforehand. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a hundred years old now. Did you go yeah. to any events? Did you watch any of uh, Centenary that was on RT? So I didn't quite make it to anything, but my uh-huh. dad was on RT carrying a flag uh-huh. for for the local gay club he was representing. Uh-huh. And uh, I was while most of that stuff was going on, I was driving back to Donegal yeah. with with my boy who turns one in a couple of days. Actually, when this podcast goes live, he'll have just turned one. Happy birthday, Avery. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Hopefully you'll never hear this and understand just what an asshole your dad is. <laughs> so we got to the Polestar Roundabout in Letterkenny. Fairly, it's a fairly famous landmark, right? It's the one with all the telegraph poles arranged in an eye-pleasing configuration. Yeah. And uh, I, in the corner of my eye, in the rearview mirror, I noticed that he was getting sick all over himself. Oh, God. So I went the poor wee path So I pulled in outside the LYIT, lifted him out of his sick, tried to get as little of it on me as possible, put him into the passenger seat, and then started grabbing things I would need, the spare clothes. I actually had an outfit on hand just in case anything like this happened. Then started to take off his trousers and I was really struggling to get it off and I couldn't understand it because I didn't don't remember it being a tight fit. And then I realized it's because it was full of fecal matter. Oh, so <laughs> he puked. After he had shat himself. 
Such a or what Mike Major would call Saturday night. <laughs> but it was so funny. Like I took that off him and I just laughed because there was a bus behind me as well. The bus driver was just looking on. <laughs> and uh, I, you can only laugh like, so yeah. I laughed and he laughed. So it was fine. There was no trauma, you know? Yeah. And as soon as I actually started opening stuff up and getting the nappy off him and trying to put something under him so there wouldn't be permanent fecal residue in the seats and all, he just kind of caught his toes and chilled. <laughs> the way the babies do thinking this is all great fun like but uh, oh man there was so much mess so much mess like I had to wash I had to machine wash all the parts of the baby seat that you can machine wash to hand wash the parts that you couldn't and just like the poo hunt continues in my car because like it wasn't it wasn't one that was together like mm-hmm. yeah you had a punami I had a punami yeah uh, poomageddon I like to call yeah. it yeah. but I mean, we made it back in one piece though but it explains now why he got quiet the last half or hour or so out of outside of Letterkenny <laughs> we, we made it back though and he enjoyed his trip down to see uh, my mom and dad his granny and granddad who spoiled him for his birthday great always beware silent children is what I've learned because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the deeds either been done or it's coming up it just yeah, yeah. it just means they're up to no good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my nephew kind of goes yes. quiet. And he, so he's quiet? always full of um, yeah. joy. Then uh, we found him. He was pushing forks pull- into the plug. Oh no, he was pulling things out of the toilet. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, organic matter. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, so okay. with, with the whole 1916 thing yep. past now, is it okay for us to talk about spoilers in front of marker? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, you, you can, Mike. You absolutely can. That's fine. Totally fine. Ooh, ooh, I watched, um, this is a good um, segue for Steve. I watched Michael Collins again. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, I heard that was back out in the cinema. It's, I didn't watch it in the cinema, no. I watched it on TV. It was on TV as well, right. which seemed to be some poor planning on whoever, on the part of whoever put it in the cinema. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great show. That, it stands the test of time, you know that. It does, yeah. Who's in Michael Collins? Uh, Liam Mike. Neeson. Oh, okay. I think I've seen a bit of that before. Uh, Christopher Dance. There's a Charles dance. Okay. Does he? Uh, <laughs> what's your one? The the only really bad Irish accent in it, the um, Kitty. What's her name? Oh yeah, the Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Mm. I've forgotten. About She's the only one that is actually bad. Like obviously Liam Neeson should know how to do one, and he does fine. Yeah. He actually does pretty good authentic Kerry. But the other boy, his um, right hand man, does a pretty good accent too. Uh, and I think he's a Yank. Are you bringing this discussion around to accents on purpose, Mark? I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? Well, I don't know if you know, but I do stellar accents. Oh, I, yeah. I want to hear your <laughs> Irish accent, Shona. <laughs> I don't think the world's ready for that, is it? I don't think so either. I think in well, one fell swoop, I will insult anyone that doesn't already hate me. <laughs> See, my thing is with accents, I have the best of intentions, and in my head they sound right, but they all come out as poor Jamaican accents. As in the mm. accents is poor. Yeah. It's very bad. As opposed it's, to rich Jamaicans. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the Dublin, you know, north-south yeah, divide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're terrible. So I was just trying to do a Donegal accent earlier and uh, failed epically. I thought maybe it sounded maybe, if anything, a bit Scottish, but really it was Jamaican. <laughs> Actually, speaking of accents, this is something I've needed to bring up before. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Leanne Hickey, who's at the Macro Queen on Instagram. And um, what's the other one? Snapchat. She's um, she's just a girl that trains, lifts weights and stuff, and she's got some good stuff on Insta. She's she's got a blog up as well, themacroqueen.wordpress.com. And uh, when she does when she does Instagram videos, she what Sean had a name for it, like something about 
where you, the tone at the end of the sentence is high. Something like well, a, a high rising terminal. Oh, hey, high rising terminal. Yeah, yeah. It, that's a staple of North American. My favourite. Yeah. The vowel she, speak. Yeah. Yeah. She's a dub though, so she's going. So I'm just going to the gym. Probably going to do legs. Um, <laughs> then I might get home and maybe eat something. <laughs> and it's like, like you no. Know, as I said, our content is is interesting enough. Like, but. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking, it's you know, starting to really get to me. When we were growing up, my parents are both from Scotland originally, and I grew up in Canada, obviously. So my parents actually used to spend our family dinners making fun of their children's accents. <laughs> because when we were small, we had the high-rising terminal, yeah. and we said everything, even if it was declarative, as if it was a question, and it was just a thing that we did with our accents. Oh, please stop. Yeah, it's really annoying. Yeah. So anyway, Leanne, um, I am slagging you, but... You know, it's all in good fun. Yeah. I follow you on Instagram. We love you. you like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. important yeah. lesson here is everybody learn your macros. <laughs> she knows macros. She knows macros good. She does. I saw uh, the wind that shakes the barley. Oh, yeah. Speaking oh, yeah. Of, uh, Murphy. Yeah. And, um, and his gorgeous serial Liam, killer eyes. Liam Cunningham. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. my God. So sexy. So so killery. <laughs> I would love to be killed by him. I know, me too. I'd let him kill me all night long. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's set a little bit later um, than 1916, but it's, uh, it's that sort of... Uh, Six years seems to all merge in together in these kind of celebrations. So it's about the War of Independence, essentially, in Ireland, just 22. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, it's really good. You should watch it. IMDb gives it 7.5. There you go. Uh, was, that, was that a beer opening? Was that for AJ's sake? It sure it? was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I never really liked that one. Did you not? No, I thought it was a bit too top of the morning to you for me. I like it. Really? But Killian Murphy. Yeah, yeah. See, he's not Mads Mikkelsen, is he? Who's that? Hannibal. Oh, God. See, you keep making Hannibal <laughs> references to me, and I keep not understanding them, so you, you just need to stop. You just have to watch it. Just <laughs> fucking grow a set and watch the fucking show. <laughs> uh, speaking of serial killers, I watched uh, Hostel Part 2. Oh. Do you remember those? those yeah. Great those show. Lovely movies. Great show. Yeah. yeah. 50% porn, 50% gore porn. It's fantastic. <laughs> Which uh, is right up Mike's street, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was, when, I was wa- when I was watching, I was thinking uh, about Mark, actually, because... <laughs> <laughs> Let me start that again. Non-sexually, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he was thinking about me non-sexually. I don't know, Mark. I don't know. I don't he has know. a certain twinkle in his quite, eye. Quite often, Mark will describe a movie you know, say, for example, Steve has liked that has, you know, characters and plot development and stuff. And Mark will say, this will be a great movie when they remake it with really, really ridiculously good looking people in it. Yeah. And in English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's exactly what they did in Hostel Part 2. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Is it the same plot? Uh, more or less. Yeah. 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 Slasher porn. You There's know. a hostel involved. Yeah. In yeah but much them. better looking people. Okay. So that instantly makes it a better movie. <laughs> more satisfying story too. Mm. I really like the way Hostel 2 turned out. Yeah. And uh Oh, oh, Shona really would like the way it turned out also. She'd never get that far, of course. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't even get past the opening credits. I'd be so scared. Someone could just tell me how it ends and then I could No, no, my you're good. It's all sex for the first half. Yeah. Okay. I could get through that. Let me I'm guess. Not the scary kind. Let me, let, let me guess. Right. 
the fact that you brought it up does it end with two women talking about something that other than a man <laughs> <laughs> named characters I hope yeah, yeah, named. there is some woman power at play in it mm. that's uh, all in, at the ending and that's all I'm willing to say oh okay okay um so who saw anvil what's anvil yeah man okay anvil i watched anvil colon the semi the story of anvil (laughs) right is its full title anvil is the best heavy metal band that never was famous the most famous heavy metal band that was never famous i think i would say Um, infamous oh no no they're not infamous but they're just not they're famous but not famous they never made it so anvil the story of Anvil is the, is the story of Anvil is that the name of an album like do they have like no. Anvil here Anvil comes the hammer the name of the group. Anvil no mm-hmm. Anvil is the name of the group okay. and so it's called Anvil colon the story of Anvil okay <laughs> right. I have 1916 joke on Vil to Ray mm. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ <laughs> go on anyways um, <laughs> so it's a documentary that was made about this band now I would have known about them growing up in Canada, but they were like from my neck of the woods. I mean, within the first 10 minutes, they mentioned playing in my hometown and I was like, what? But like we opened the documentary with like um, Slash from Guns N' Roses talking about them, like all these big names, like they would have toured with them. Okay. But they just never made it through Uh, like having poor management or having Mm -hmm. bad um, road tours. No, their music is good. (laughs) Uh, And so now even still at 50, like they're plugging away and making albums and they have this like hardcore following Mm. of fans. But Ah. you see them going on tour. Like one of the guys, because they all have to have day jobs, he works um, like at a catering company that makes like lunches for children. And then, like, he gets a phone call from, like, EMI, and he goes to play a show in Japan that sold out, like, 6,000 fans. Cool, big in and, Japan, um, yeah. They're, mm-hmm. But they are they were just so big in terms of even North American metal, but they just never quite got a following. But it was all kind of through poor management and stuff. So, anyways, they're, they're a band I've known a lot about, or I've known about for years, but I haven't known a lot about them. So I finally mm-hmm. got around to watching the documentary. So it's not a very long one. It's maybe an hour-long documentary, but mm-hmm. really interesting to watch, although really frustrating. Um, yeah, great movie. Huh. What, did it get you rooting for them? Then you Anvil, realize, the oh, yeah, Anvil. it didn't happen for them, did it? <laughs> <laughs> rooting for the underdog, man. Here, here's a bit for you. Did you yeah. hear um, Guns N' Roses and Jethro Tull go back together? No, Were they ever together in the first that. place? No, yeah, well, <laughs> that's debatable, all right. Yeah. But yeah. Axel Rose, uh, I, I don't believe that he has his shit together, so I'll, I'll, I'll believe Ever? it when it happens. Yeah, I have a feeling something's happened recently, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Worth the Google, anyway, if you're into that uh, kind of music. Um, what else was on? I saw Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, so yes. All the movies that came out, like the stuff that were Oscar t- contenders this year, all mm-hmm. came out when I had like a, a fresh newborn baby at home, and I never got to see anything. A fresh. So I love when they're fresh, fresh baked. Yeah, it's always good when they're fresh. So the now, pH level was just right. <laughs> <laughs> so now um, I'm just old enough, or the baby is just old enough, that all the movies that I missed in the cinema are now available to rent on oh. uh, Sky Movies. Mm-hmm. So right. I was able to watch Steve Jobs this mm-hmm. weekend, <laughs> finally. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is that it's such an Aaron Sorkin film. Like, sometimes the dialogue is almost oppressive. You just want them to kind of shut up and mm-hmm. let things breathe a bit more. But it's always so heavily characterized by, like, this is Aaron Sorkin writing this scene. I'm walking and talking. <laughs> Aaron Sorkin <laughs> styles. Um, but other than that, I thought it was good. I thought, uh, what's his name? Fassbender did a good job, and I really liked... Um, what about Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet as well, yeah. Yeah, stand out, I thought. Yeah, yeah. both enjoyable. Um, I wouldn't have given it best film, so I'm, I'd say I'm glad I, it didn't win it. Uh, the screenplay was of a style. It was good. 
Um, but yeah, no, the film was enjoyable. I'm glad I finally got to see a movie that had so much hype around it. Yeah, mm. cool. Cool. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's kick off with uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Are they all Dawns of? Um, well, there's a Dawn every day. like so. You can no, uh, just in the movie titles. Wasn't there a Batman Dawn of Justice as well? Or uh, Dawn no. of... Was there a, Dawn there's of the there's Avengers? a TV show that's like Dawn of... We talked about it last week. Dawn, Dawn of, of Agents original? Agents no. of Dawn. Okay, never mind. Yeah, um, There's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That's the one that's popping into my head. No, it, I Dawn of the thought it was like name of superhero colon Dawn, Dawn of something. Mm. Or origin. Oh, maybe it's Origins. Yeah, it's always that start of stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, Mark, give us a synopsis here. Batman versus Superman. Man, it seems like it's been coming for years. It's hard to believe it's finally here. So this is a movie about how the best of intentions can lead to the worst possible outcome. Or in this case, two of Earth's mightiest heroes find themselves squaring off. Or as the movie title says, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, what do we think? It's getting way too much flack. It's getting way too much heat. Can, like. can, can you give us a rundown on what, what's been happening with critics and so on? Well, they're just, they're just going on about how it is. They're actually saying what Mike is probably going to say whenever he sees this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're talking about how it's two-dimensional. There's no character development. It's um, just an actions action extravaganza with no substance to it. Right. Um, that all the performances are weak. You know, think of anything that you would say bad about a film, and I've heard it about Batman versus Superman. But like, to be honest, they really should have waited for our review before they made their minds up. True, absolutely. So start us on the review, Mark. What did you think? Yeah, well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, there's a problem with spoilers for me, particularly with this, because this film was spoiled by me a year ago in one of the trailers because I know the comics they're referencing. Ah. And uh, I kind of went in going, I wonder if that's what's going to happen. So I, I have to be careful not to say anything because then anyone else that reads comics is is going to know whether that's what happened or not. So I'm, I'm not going to say, but I had I had at least an idea of what the setup was likely to be. Um, I thought Batman was brilliant. I thought the characterization was really, really good. They did the Batman origin story the way I think they need to start doing superhero origin stories, which is quickly, mm. right? Much like I feel foreplay should be. Really quick <laughs> and then just get in there. Shona's beer is evacuated out of her nose. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes that's how it happens for yeah. me too. <laughs> um so they, they, did, they did a quick flash about a couple of things that happened in Bruce Wayne's childhood. It was in the context of what was going on in the, in the current day. Yeah. So he's playing, he's playing, and Ben Affleck's playing an older Batman, right? And there's a, the themes running through this film I really enjoyed. They're about, um, there's no power without corruption, right? Our absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, and they, the bad guys talk about it, the good guys talk about it, everybody does. But what's actually happening is Batman has been corrupted by his role over the 20 years he served as Gotham's Knight. I was going to say, because I need some background <clears throat> on why Superman and Batman are going head-to-head, because when you have two protagonists of their own uh, films or stories or comics or whatever, mm-hmm. that 
if they're both good guys, I just have difficulty, you know, marrying them being against each other. So that means obviously someone has to be doing something bad. So as Batman has become corrupt is the backstory here. He's the lines have become blurred for him. Um a little bit. And this allows now I I was kind of hoping Sean would be on because I need a clarification on one character. Lex Luthor mm-hmm. is the son of Lex Luthor, right? He's the son of Kevin Spacey. Yep. Okay, that's fine. Because then everything makes sense because this this person was not Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. He was a lot more like um oh Gene Gene Hackman. Was that who played him? I think so. Back in the original movies. Back in the original movies. He reminded me a bit more of him, but he was even more silly. He reminded me of the trickster. Oh, right. Jim Carrey. The way, the way, no, that's the Riddler. Oh, sorry, Riddler. All right. He reminded me of the character of the trickster from the comics oh, okay. more than he reminded me of Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Lex Luthor is the baddest of bad. He's really cold, cunning, calculating, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. He's not eccentric. This guy is really eccentric. But they say at the start about his father and the relationship and all the rest. So you get that this is in fact the son. I just wasn't sure if I'd pick that up wrong. Mm-hmm. So he's really good. And he throws a bit of oil in, in the uh, cogs of getting this super fight to happen. Mm-hmm. He's great. Jesse and uh, so, it's, um, so this is the first thing about story, right? Mm-hmm. It's called Batman versus Superman. So that has to happen, right? Yeah. Um, the trick is, how how do they get you there? Um, and I thought that that worked pretty well for me. I didn't really think at any point that, well, no, that's not what would have happened. You know, something else would have happened there. I kind of went, no, this is fairly cohesive with the universe and what's happened so far in the movie and, you know, the way things are going. I think this is, this is all holding together really well. So that worked really well for me. Um Critics around the world and possibly in this very podcast disagree. Um, I liked the growth of Batman's character. I liked the arc that he had. Um, The problem with Superman, of course, is that he is all powerful. That's it. And Batman doesn't actually even have a superhero. He's just a rich guy that made a costume and some cars. Mm. Exactly. In the comics, Batman has a green kryptonite ring. Mm. I think given to him by Superman because red kryptonite turns Superman bad. So are are they engaged or? <laughs> I like what you did there, Mike. I like what you did there. So green kryptonite causes Superman to lose his powers. You can hurt him with green kryptonite or he can be hurt if he's in the presence of it. Is a green ring better than a red ring? Red, red kryptonite turns him evil. I think black kryptonite makes him shape change, but I'm not sure about that last one. And is there um, a brown ring or? <laughs> no, Mike got what I was talking about. Um, so anyway, Superman was worried that one day he'd become bad and nobody else would have the guts to stop him. He knew that Batman was a cold, hard bastard and would do what needs to be done. So he said, look, here's a chunk of the thing that can kill me. Will you do the, do the deed if it comes to it? That's not what happens in the movie, but they did an excellent job of taking away Superman's invulnerability. A really good job. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, Superman became a person... <clears throat> They made him vulnerable in a variety of ways, uh, personally, emotionally, and physically. And uh, it just added a lot of tension to the film. And it, um, Now, my only gripe, I enjoyed this end-to-end. Shed a few tears along the way, was really gripped by the action. It was a little bit too long. No, only a little bit. But they could have shaved maybe 10 minutes off the end, maybe 15 minutes off the end. They put in now I, I didn't research this before I came on because that's how I roll but uh, 
I reckon I recognised a couple of panels from comics I've read in the final 10 minutes. So there probably is a lot of homage there that I don't think they needed. I think they could have just shortened it. Okay. But anyway, really enjoyable for me and I would recommend anybody to go and see it. Mm. Not young people. It's not good for kids. Mm. Very dark. Themes are dark and there are scary people in it. Hmm. So that being said, is this something that I could watch? <laughs> or should I be yes, using with yes, children? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You could watch it fine. Yeah. No, an adult is fine. It, just, it, it would give nightmares to kids, I would say. If you did some deep breathing and, and pony visualizations right. beforehand to just to get you in the space. Um, okay, good enough. Just to mention the cast, because it's so diverse. Let's say there's uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Amy Adams, Jesse Eisenberg, Diane Lane, Lawrence Fishburne, Jeremy Irons, Holly Hunter, Gail Gadot. Jeez, it goes on and on. Uh, Scoot McNary, Brandon Spink, yada, yada. And Kevin fucking Costner. Yeah. <laughs> How did he get in there? Yeah. <laughs> well, he, no, he was, um, and he was Superman's Canada. dad in the earlier films. Mm. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you see Michael. So I remember the traumatic incident that happened with him in an earlier movie? Yes. I didn't watch yeah. Man of Steel. Okay. Um, Michael Shannon was in there as well. He didn't have a lot for doing, but. Uh, <laughs> Michael Shannon is who now? Zod. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's probably. I rolled, actually want to watch that movie again. You know, rolled in for a day. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of superhero movies. As well. I always liked Superman when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and then it kind of took a break. I don't know for ten or fifteen years from superhero movies. I think. So you just grew up, basically. I I grew up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've we've watched a lot of them recently mm-hmm. in the last few years because mm-hmm. there's been a, a flurry of them. Mm-hmm. But I think this one is, is probably one of the better ones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, in that there's there's less fluff and more, uh, you know, I, I just like when they go back to the bare bones, like when they go back to the the origins, the dawn of justice, <laughs> um, <laughs> of, let's say, Batman and Superman. And so, I, uh, But it was more about Batman and the origins of it. And uh, I, r- I really thought they did it well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think even better than when we saw it previously. You now, know, do you have to know darker. a lot about the comics, or do you have to remember? No, no, I, I know nothing. What about happened the in Man of Steel? I know nothing. If you have about a bad memory, uh, no, no, okay. no, no, you don't need either of those films. Not I think it wouldn't hurt you to watch the last one, though. Yeah, yeah, it's not the most painful of superhero films, like, mm-hmm. and it kind of, it kind of whets the palate, I think, for this one. Jesse Eisenberg was just brilliant in this. Yeah, I, and the the like. The plotting was pretty good. Yeah, like, you know, I, I it, thought the way they plotted it. It was, yeah, it was, I don't know, it was uh, just that but, it's a more mature movie or something. I, I yeah. Mean, I went into it thinking, oh, God, here we go. And then as I went, I went, actually, this isn't too bad, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, I started going, okay, I see what they've done there. And it's a nice, uh, they constructed it nicely. You know, it wasn't like a big jump from one thing to another. They, and it's not that they're explaining everything to you either. Yeah. You know, it. It was just a, a, I don't know. It was just a nice pace, you know. It was, right. yeah. yeah. It was a very easy watch. Um, and I did find myself going, "Come on," you know, <laughs> about, you know, yeah. about various characters yeah. at various yeah. times, you know. And uh, there's a nice bit of intrigue, and there, there's not, not so much plot twists, but there's there's a couple twists, well, and you don't see them coming. Well, there, there's one or like, there's a couple of let's say side characters that uh, were explored. Mm-hmm. Um, that I didn't see coming at all. Um, and that was nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I might end up recommending this if you've, you know, 
and any sort of uh, I don't know propensity to go and watch these, you know. <laughs> if, if you've been hurt by superhero movies before, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this would be a good healer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come to terms with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might move back in together, you know, <laughs> on a temporary basis. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Trial basis. Let's see what comes in the future. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah. if we could just talk about it. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Diana, uh, Batman versus Superman bonus night. Um. Yeah, Jeremy Irons was cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. yeah he, he's never not cool. That's very true, actually. He's quite yeah. possibly the greatest living actor. That's the, you know what? He could be up there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. He, yeah, he's pretty cool. Mm. Right. Um, what do you think? Um, this is a kind of an unusual movie in the f- in the fact that I was actually looking forward to seeing it. Because um, normally... Dangerous. Really? Yeah, so that is a danger. Because normally I just say, ah, superheroes, I suppose I'll have to fucking yeah, you know, Sean will never stop fucking bitching at me. I'm waiting for the twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I was a bit worried because I was going in with high expectations in a, a genre that consistently provides low results. And um, I I was, I'm actually still in a state of shock after watching it. Ah. I you did, were shocked. I was shocked. Actually what? blown away. <laughs> were you appalled? I was just shocked. Just shocked. Just shocked. Yeah, yeah. I, I shocked by the way it was done, the 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 characterization, what actually happens in the plot. Um, Now I'm I've no comic background. um, I try to forget previous movies as quickly as I can. (laughs) Um, So, what happens in the movie? I did not see coming, and I'm still like, holy Jesus! Yeah. I will say... Uh, Talk into the mic, Mike. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was uh, shocked at how good of a Batman Ben Affleck is. I would go far to say, uh, so far as to say that he's the best Batman I've ever seen. <gasps> the best Batman ever. What? Yeah. He's he, the best old Batman. He's, got, he's the only old Batman. <laughs> he's, the, he's the only believable <laughs> Batman I've seen on screen. Dude, that's just because he was hitting the sledgehammer, a tire with a sledgehammer. Oh, he had a montage. He that's did have a montage. fucking montage. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was quality. It was good. That it was, was hardcore training. Did, wait, did you yeah. say that he was hitting a tire with a sledgehammer? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did that in my training on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like Batman. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You're as hardcore as Batman. You should have seen his workout <laughs> montage. Yeah. Oh, it was a great okay. montage. Yeah, Rocky would have been proud of it. Like. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. topless, sweaty, uh, shaded in the right mm-hmm. areas type working out going on. Yeah, but it's Ben Affleck, right? Yeah, he, he worked. No, no, he not worked out first. Yeah, yeah. Still like not my steez. He's really. buffed up. Maybe if I just put some duct tape over his face on the TV screen when I watch this, when it's on no, rental, no. it won't help. He I mo- can enjoy the bottom third. It won't help. He moves around. Uh-huh. What's your problem, <laughs> Ben Affleck? <laughs> I don't know. His face just isn't my thing. Well, he wears a mask like most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, maybe, okay, okay. Now you're talking my language. It's one for fantasy. <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need to put Killian Murphy's serial killer eyes into Ben Affleck's face. Yeah. I would just keep Killian Murphy. We don't need to do any transposing oh. there. He's a skinny bastard. That's true. Okay, maybe a little transposing. Well, we'll talk later. Yeah, yeah. Killian yeah. Murphy is firing nobody around the bedroom. like <laughs> Except himself. <laughs> I don't know. Um, right. Where was I? No, I like where this conversation is going. Let's keep talking. What do you think Killian Murphy is like in bed? Mike? Um, <laughs> I dread to think. <laughs> I, I, I want to make a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, not the best Superman. 
I don't know. I didn't. Th- no, no, no. He was yeah. fine in it, but I just went. Yeah, he kind of looks like yeah. Superman. Yeah. Oh, do you mean looking now or acting? Well, well no, his acting's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. I wasn't. I was like, "Who's your man?" I went, and then they said his name. And I was like, "Oh, that's who he's meant to be." Oh. <laughs> you know, I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't I see him and just go, "Oh, that's him." A Superman-esque look about him. Uh, he's no Christopher yeah. Reeve. No, but no. But nobody is Reeve. though. Yeah. If you were going to get. A Even Dean, what's his face? You know, ah, oh, he's better than Kane. Dean. What's his face? Yeah, Dean yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like this, this guy can look threatening, whereas Dean, I don't think ever really got that. Yeah, but All Dean right, Kane's yeah. Superman was never meant to be threatening. It was always yeah. supposed to be a romantic lead. Yeah, and he's always yeah, meant to be like proper. kind and soft, and mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. early twenties looking. Soft yeah. with rock hard. I remember <laughs> that that bank robbery movie it's where like, Dean Kane played a former uh, Navy SEAL who was gay. No, he was a. He wants to be known as a pink beret. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh God, I can't remember what the name of that film is. It wasn't bad actually. Anyway, sorry. Um, uh, I was trying to make. Oh fuck it! It's gone sorry, now. I distracted you. No, it's gone now. I was going to make a comparison with other actors who may <laughs> played something else. Nah, it's gone. Anyway, go on. Um, Jesse Eisenberg. He was good in it. It's probably the only movie I've ever enjoyed Jesse Eisenberg in. Except the last one, which you said was the only movie that you liked. Oh, Jesus, that's two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he? Is he just been practicing really hard or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have a problem with Superman. Um, I thought he was. He did a solid job. Um, I think we need to talk about Wonder Woman. Uh, Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. Um, From Fast and Furious. Yeah, that that came out. Hang on, of, hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a spoiler, no. No, no, it's in the... It's, uh, she's in the trailer. I know, oh, okay. I know nothing about this movie, but I know that Wonder Woman's in it. Okay, yeah. great, because I was holding yeah. back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hold back, Steve. <laughs> Gail Gattles, you know I'm a big yeah. fan. Yeah. A very big fan. Yeah. Of yeah. I, I was yeah. holding back through the whole movie. <laughs> 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I think right, that's guys, called literally. edging, Mike. <laughs> um. and, and the room goes silent. Contemplate what Mike has just revealed. This is why Mike buys three cinema tickets, people. <laughs> he sits in the middle. You know what I mean. Never forget your trench coat. <laughs> so, yeah, so Wonder Woman was a bit um, peripheral. Yeah. Um, unnecessary. Well, but unnecessary for sure, but kept me interested. I was going, who's your woman? And I was intrigued in a Bondy kind of a way. You know, uh, yeah. in a sort of a Bond girl. That's kind of she, the way she came across because she was interesting, intriguing, afraid of no one. Mm-hmm. And had a history, let's say, and I was sort of going, hmm. So it sort of gets you thinking. I was going, who is your one? Because yeah. I'd completely forgotten about mm-hmm. the trailer yeah. aspect to it. Because it's a year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've been coming out fairly regularly. But to be honest, I knew one of them was in it, and I forgot about her as well. Yeah. It was only later on when I went, oh, I know she is now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I went looking for it. But uh, I felt a bit sorry for DC during this film because. Steve, would you like to say something? Yeah, it's it's just funny that when she came out, mm-hmm. uh, let's Wait, say, is this on purpose? <laughs> when no, she came out, no, sorry, I, I used Steve two, is making a uh, double-handed cupping chest, gesture yeah. in front of his <laughs> yeah, chest. Yeah, I thought you meant like she, she no, popped out is, of her top. Like this, when no, she came out, no, this is just out. an expression. No, expression okay. Now, uh, when she came out, I was going, "Who's the one that's dressed up like 
you know, Joan of, well, what do you call her, of Troy? What do you call her? You know, she was just dressed Joan, in of, Troy. Uh, Joan <laughs> of Troy. <yeah. laughs> You're confusing yeah, know. your history. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she, she just <laughs> came out like, she came out all... all uh, if you ever do a drag show, your new name is going to be Joan, Joan of, of Troy. Troy. <laughs> no, she just came out all like gladiatored up. Mm-hmm. And I was going, who's your one? And it took me a minute to tweet. Oh, yeah. that's meant to be... Wonder Woman. Oh, Are you okay. thinking Helen of Troy or Joan of Arc? You no, know, I, th- I was trying to think of Helen of Troy, okay. and I came out with Joan of Arc. But, anyway. <laughs> um, but you know, she didn't have the the spangled bannery thing going on, uh, so it was a bit. Well, yeah. well that's that's what I liked about it because mm. it was a good reimagining of it. Okay, no, that's mm. fair enough. But uh, it just took me a minute. Yeah, the costume wasn't that bad at all. I don't yeah, think it yeah. was. Um, it wasn't too like it, mm. you'd know it was Wonder Woman to look at her like without having to be told. Um, yeah, okay. I felt a bit sorry for DC during the film because. The way that the Marvel franchise built up Avengers before the first Avengers film with the post-credits minute or minute and a half with Samuel L. Jackson landing down and saying, you're a bit of a superhero. How would you like to be in the Avengers? Mm-hmm. If anyone can remember back that far, because there were a lot of films in now at this point. Um, but DC had to go, right, we've got this film where everybody's watching, so we need to do the Legion of Justice. That's not what they're called. The Justice League. <laughs> we, need to do, we need to do the Justice League. So look, is there a way, like, director man, could we have like five minutes somewhere in the middle? You know, you could put it in with some other like talky talky scenes so people don't notice, but we have to seed this film with heroes because we haven't time to make films about each and every one before we do the big one. And the director's like, can I direct the... Justice League? <laughs> and they go, yes. In that case, there you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And they told us about a whole bunch of other heroes mm-hmm. many of us would know about already. Um, but uh, the people they're pitching this at are the ones that don't, saying there are all these heroes around mm-hmm. and they can be in the Justice League. Um, there are some strange things in it, notably the kind of dream sequences uh, where odd things happen and they seem to last longer than you would expect. Uh, like there was a couple of scenes where something happened and it happened for so long I started to forget that this was a dream sequence. And then I kind of get back to the real movie and I, oh, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> it was... Uh, that Disjointed? Very disjointed. But that said, there was a couple of items within the dream sequences that were possibly the coolest things in the movie. And I would have actually liked to see an entire movie about those parts of the dream sequences. Um, and I'd say the dream sequences are probably part of the reason that the the reviewing class, shall we say, uh, shat on this movie from a height. Because um, it is a bit awkward. But oh, I did kind of enjoy it. Wow. I don't think we fully addressed Wonder Woman yet. <laughs> we haven't fully undressed her. Addressed. You see, <laughs> look, uh, I'm, I'm just going to show them here a picture of uh, Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. Mm. So there's a picture of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Now, when I saw her first, I went, uh, is she gladiator, right? And then I realized who I was thinking of. Yeah. It's Xena, Princess Warrior. Huh. Who also played Wonder Woman. Yep. And wearing That's the same true. outfit. Maybe mm-hmm. they just... Did like, you yeah. hear they're going to remake Xena where she's actually gay? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, wasn't oh. she gay all along? She was, but she was never out. But now they're mm. going to make her like actually gay. Well, she was always nearly out. But okay. 
It was never explicit in the show. Anyways, mm-hmm. you're right. That costume does kind of look like Xena. But I guess like it, I guess maybe they were taking it as inspiration because I. I, I mean, really if you wore that to the Oscars and someone stood beside you wearing the other one. You'd sort of go, God damn it. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. You, you know would. what I mean? Yeah, you'd be like, oh, we both wear the same thing. Yeah, damn yeah. it. Yeah. Which one of us is going to change? Um, <laughs> but I don't think in this current era, the Star Spangled Banner type outfit no. she used to have would work. Well, that's it. You need yeah. to up. I think, especially when you're going to yeah, remake something, you that's need true. to modernize it. Yeah. And I think taking the costumes and putting a spin on it is a nice way to do that. And I think mm-hmm. they've done a good job with, with Wonder Woman. Her yeah, costume because it's, it's, it's not cool. too kitschy, you know, yeah. like it used to yeah. be. Well, and now she I'm still inter- has the gear, like she has the the wrist guard things. Yeah. And she has the head and the headband, thing. and she's got the super lasso thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't have lasso. an invisible plane though. If she had to take a real plane, I thought that was a bit <laughs> odd. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose now we're introduced to her. You know, I look. You guys have sold me on this kind film. I look. I mean. I was going to see it anyway, but I was thinking, oh, it's going to suck because that's all I've heard from people. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the three of you have given it such great reviews, mm-hmm. two two friends of mine who really like superhero movies like it a lot, and then mm-hmm. the guy who hates everything <laughs> likes it a lot. So I don't like superhero movies. What else what do I talking about? Do you not? No, not really. Are you no. mistaking him with Sean? Yeah, yeah. Sean does. Yeah. 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 Still, it, it brought in $424 million and mm. it was at the first weekend, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be a bad movie, really. Um, one thing we didn't mention. Very good trailers. One thing we didn't mention was the score. Um, the score blew me away. It was uh, raincoat mode. <laughs> it was, it's a lot largely classical sounding, but I thought they tuned the music to the scenes remarkably well. It really uh, helped the emotion for me in, in kind of a lot of the scenes. It was just epic. Like you know, I was oh, so oh yeah 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 big uh, big music yeah yeah grand crashing yeah. themes you yeah, know yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it it really got me psyched up you know it's like oh yeah come on come on come on <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't normally happen <laughs> with these kind of movies um, I don't so think I've ever seen you excitable like that yeah. before <laughs> ever so good good job to the sound people they. Did a hell of a job. They did a sound job. Okay. Um, right. Do we want to mark this? Mike. Can I rate the movie based on your reviews? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, can ba- you can rate our reviews based on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll do that later. <laughs> Mike. Um, do you know, I think, I think I'd almost stretch for an eight on this. Wow. Yeah. High praise indeed. Yeah. Yeah, really. Is that because you went in with such low expectations? Do you think? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Huh. I thought um, you said you had high expectations. Well, I was. Ho- I was. <laughs> I had high hopes and low expectations. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I, I was thinking about a seven, but I thought the score was enough to push it over into the eight. Okay. All right. Um, it's a solid seven for me. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's good. Mark. Uh, clear eight for me as well. Okay. Really, really good film. One, okay. Very few films are going to be this good this year. Wow. Wow. And Mark, you only spend time with sevens or higher, so this is <laughs> has to be better. If than this that. movie was a person, I would be comfortable in, uh, in their company. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, just before we sign off, we didn't talk about Batman's armor. Any nipples? No nipples. I don't think you'd be worried about the nipples in this. Yeah. Armor. Yeah. That yeah, was so cool. He looked mm-hmm. like a feckin' space marine. He did, he actually. Did, yeah. 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 That, he was, did. that was hardcore Affleck, armor. Affleck's physique in general, I thought, was great. Mm. Uh, he had the kind of the bulwarker physique to him. 
that Batman would have, I think. You know? Yeah. He didn't look like a bodybuilder, in other words. Yeah. I was like, what's yeah. a bull worker? <laughs> um. So moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of our TV is... We'll explain to you later. The first of our TV is uh, The Aliens. Um, this is on Channel 4, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, Aliens arrived on Earth 40 years ago. Conveniently, for the TV purposes, they look exactly like us. Mm -hmm. They do. Yep. Um, so we don't actually see many aliens. They're just a, a crowd of people that are uh, put in a ghetto, which is surrounded by a big wall. Remind you of anything? Um, and of course, uh, all humans uh, hate them and call them morks. Um, make them to f force them to work in menial jobs and um, yeah oh yeah their hair when their hair if you if you smoke their hair you get high apparently so it's sold as a recreational drug to humans so they keep if they're if aliens are caught they're sprayed and mm -hmm. oh so their hair can't be so their hair is no longer yeah smokable yeah if they want to come out of the ghetto which is called Troy mm -hmm. yeah so. Apart from that, you know, this is this is this is that's sort of the synopsis. But what I found kind of strange is that um, you know the way that they're hated by the humans, mm. and then you're you're kind of going, oh well, they they shouldn't be so uh, despised and you know uh, kept in this ghetto and so on. And then all of the aliens that we meet, they're all bastards. <laughs> like they're all, they're all criminals. They're all plotting and yeah. you know doing heists or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, so maybe they do have good reason. I, I I presume that this is going to be like a a narrative on. I was gonna say this sounds like a socioeconomic parallel. Exactly, exactly, mm. exactly. Yeah, and it, I don't know if it works or not. I I found this show to be a little bit weak, um, especially when it's meant to be set, you know, reasonably modern times. It seems to be to have values of uh, twenty years ago rather than now or thirty years ago. Um, you can see in what way. Um, uh, some of the humor, which I didn't find humorous, some of the stuff that's meant to be humorous. Like the there's one character, or the main character, um, Michael Sosha, is it? Who plays Lewis? Who's the border guard, and uh, he has one of the aliens fancies him a lot mm -hmm. and tells him he loves him, and he, he keeps asking him to come over and stay and so on. Mm -hmm. And that's meant to be sort of a comedy thing where the straight guy is, mm -hmm. you know, you know, repulsed by the gay guy. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. I was sort of going, yeah. It's very old fashioned. Yeah. Like, um, episodes of Friends have that. If yeah. You watch back exactly. and you're like, you, that didn't age well. Yeah, that's a bit poor, you know. Um, and the fact that most of the aliens are in shell suits, you know, it sort of <laughs> tells you a bit about it as well, <laughs> you know. Um, no, I, j I just didn't. I, I neither found a funny, clever. Uh, I, I didn't find the, the writing high quality either. I, I thought it was pretty poor. I think we've seen similar. Which was better in Wayward Pines, mm -hmm. um, the Colony, the Colony. There, I mean, there's humans. loads of humans. There's uh, there's loads of other stuff, uh, you know that uh, we we like. District Nine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So anyway, I I wasn't a big fan of this. I, I mm. yeah. What do you think? So I came to the show. Um, I hadn't heard anything about it, and the funny thing is because it's on Channel Four. Channel 4 um, is advertising its other similar show, Humans, that I just mentioned, in the ad breaks between this show. Now, Humans is about, you know, uh, robots, basically, that become sentient um, because of AI. 
And um, I don't know if they're trying to kind of get the audience from humans into watching Aliens, but um, it's. I think one of its problems is that tonally it's stuck between trying to be a drama and a comedy. Its main character is very Dramatic. kind of uh, aloof and, I don't know, he's trying to be funny. There's a certain kind of Channel 4 British mm-hmm. humor that this character has that's, yeah. like you said, it's supposed to be funny, but it's not really, mm-hmm. like, it's not all that entertaining. He's supposed to be kind of, like, badass, cheeky, mm-hmm. uh, messer, but he's not really any of those things. You don't really care about him that much. But then the themes they're dealing with, like I said, they're trying to draw parallels between, like, socioeconomic uh, tensions between, um, you know, groups of society that are often divided by race, but sometimes it can be kind of uh, other communities as well. And... um so it's kind of trying to deal with, or it seems like it's trying to at least reference these kind of big hitting issues, but it's not really doing that other way either, except for maybe making really bad jokes, like you were talking yeah. about, like the gay guy hitting yeah. on the straight guy, and isn't it hilarious? And Oh, look, um, he's being pursued. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, and then like <laughs> the, the way that they're trying to show like all the aliens, like you said, that they're they're aliens, they've been marginalized, and in this episode anyways, they're also criminals, they're plotting, you know... Is it maybe, have they become criminals because they've been forced into that role because of yeah. how they've been marginalized? Exactly. Probably. Mm, yeah. But it's not like the show is tackling any of those issues. It's just, we're just It doesn't seeing, explain why, you know. Yeah, and we're not really getting anything really below the surface, and there's not really a hint of that to come. I think the first episode is just setting up uh, the tensions mm. between aliens and humans, which is kind of what you'd expect mm. the show to be about. But there's no real promise of um, looking at those types of tensions in any interesting ways or at least show, I, I think the best shows that kind of look at polarizing issues like this do the best job when they show that black is never all black and white is never all white. And most, you know, good is mostly shaded by g- bad and bad is shaded by good. And, you know, the good stuff comes out in the gray, right? Mm. That's, but there's not a lot in this episode. So it wasn't really funny. Uh, it wasn't really all that. Um, intellectually stimulating it wasn't uh dramatic it wasn't tension filled i don't really care about the characters yeah uh i don't think it was particularly poor uh well written i don't think it was really paced all that well um i think it did a poor job of introducing a lot of the characters except for the the main alien woman that we're introduced to she looks like she might be interesting but not enough that i would watch any more of this so what did you think mike mike um I can't add an awful lot to it because you guys have shat on it fairly adequately, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I I felt highly cheated by them calling this show Aliens. I, I was psyched up for, you know, Battlestar Galactica or something, you know. And what I got was a story where the aliens arrived 40 years ago, which means you don't see any spaceships. Uh, the aliens look like us, so there's no special effects. The aliens don't have any cool toys. So all you're left with is a script to drive this. And as you pointed out so eloquently, it, there's nothing to it. You know, it's just not quality. Yeah. Um. So it was garbage in my... In my I think you're right in pointing mm. out the fact that, like, I mean, the show is called The Aliens. Mm. And then they take such a shortcut by making mm. aliens the exact same as humans. <sighs> it's... Like if, you, if you're ever going to spend any kind of money or time differentiating mm-hmm. aliens from humans, do it in the flipping pilot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we saw it in a lot in Deep Space Nine, where they obviously had much lower budgets than the original 
Star Trek mm-hmm. stuff. So so all the aliens happen to look humanoid with maybe a funny nose or yeah. different colored skin or something. They, they were basically a guy in a suit with yeah. a bit of makeup. And these guys, they, they didn't even bother with that. Like, you know? yeah. uh, so I, I just thought, felt cheated, you know. And they could have at least made it like aliens are inhabiting human bodies and make their mm. eyes glow or do something. Yeah. Just do something cool. Yeah. They are aliens. Mm. Respect them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Res- respect the coolness that is yeah. being an alien. Yeah. Even, even, you know, a hint of alien-esque-ness. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. Apart I mean, from your hair being smoke. Well, like in yeah. humans, um, even though it's robots that become mm. sentient, which I guess makes them aliens, mm. um, their blood is blue. Does something, it doesn't mm. have to be an expensive thing, yeah. but just do something so that we know that it's cooler than being human. Yeah. I mean, how much does it cost to get some cat-shaped irises contact lenses you know (laughs) and i think having like smokable hair like in the first scene where we meet an alien there's a guy who's like showing his pubes to a guy at a door and he's like they're fresh and they're untainted like showing off your pubes does not make you cool (laughs) i didn't think i'd have to say that but i've been going about being cool all wrong (laughs) mark yeah i didn't think it was as bad as all of you guys did see this is sometimes where my preconceptions about your views sometimes interferes with my own. So I was watching this going, oh, God, they probably fucking love this. <laughs> Nobody Why? all that attractive in it, although the female lead is interesting, as Shona put it. That's like she would not be my friend. She's like a five. Um, but uh, I wouldn't ignore her. Mm-hmm. Particularly not if she was doing the camera work that she did in the in the show. In her first scene. Yeah, she seemed very obliging. Um, <laughs> stop, Mark. Stop. Actually, you know what? On. That that was actually funny. It was, yeah. Yeah, that, that part. That, where he, the first scene? Yeah, where, he, where he's talking to her. Yeah. You know, and then he changes the mood completely. Yes. In one yeah, sentence, yeah, yeah. I just went, oh, no way. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was funny, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I laughed, uh, I think you've covered the jokes that I laughed at actually, but I laughed at points through it. So I did find it a little bit funny. Um, I thought, I seemed to think that the writing was a lot stronger than you guys did. Oh, really? Like, see, the whole racist thing, I didn't even bother about any of that. (laughs) It was like, okay, I know racism. I don't need any of the guys to spoil that on me. I know what it is. So I just let that part of the story wash over me. And I was kind of focused on the organized crime parts. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting enough, you know. Like, it's a comedy, right? So, you know, it's not going to be as cohesive as a drama or some kind of action thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the chief of the genres. Is it a comedy? But it's not though? really a comedy, though, Mark, is, is it? it? It is, of course. Your man... It's not really, though. The main <laughs> is character <it>? is... <laughs> the main character is not a serious character. Like No. That makes it a comedy. He's not taking himself seriously. He's not meant to be taken seriously. So it's a comedy. He, he's a bit like Arthur Dent from uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide yeah, to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Well, it's, uh, it's billed as a comedy drama fantasy. I kind of think of him like, did you guys ever watch Misfits? That might have been Channel 4 as well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring, know, it, bring that up. You know Rudy, the guy who played Rudy, he came in the last few seasons. He had the twin, the evil twin that lived inside of him. The main character kind of reminded me of Rudy. Anyways, go on. Rudy was a lot more effective than this guy. Like this, way, way, way better. But like this tonally, guy's an idiot. Tonally, he was trying to be the same of like cheeky badass who's just like. A, anyways, 
Yeah, no, I, I know where you're going from with the with the Rudy reference. Like, it actually tonally, it all reminded me of Misfits a bit. Um, Misfits is like a thousand times better. Seasons one to three, and don't watch the rest. Yeah, okay. Misfits is better. Yeah. Um. So I am middle of the road about this show. I'm not going to watch it anymore, which is obviously really important. The hook at the end almost convinced me to watch more of it. Really? Okay. Thought, Almost, yeah. I thought it was a pretty poor hook. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like, it's interesting. You're like, oh, that made maybe this episode not a complete waste of my time. Yeah, that, exactly. That's as far as it got. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I, I, yeah, I, I said I'm not going to watch any more, right? They didn't, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't fucking fool me, like. Well, I really but, uh, enjoyed the social commentary that uh, they were trying to put across. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no but that, like, that, as but I said, seriously, that guys, I really did enjoy the, the social commentary <laughs> yeah. that was made in this episode. So, look, it's just narrowly filler for me. Okay. I found it fairly inoffensive, by and large. This it's, not a bad, it's not a bad comedy. I'd say this is fairly easily filler for me. Yeah, filler for me. Yeah. yeah. Is, is shite a category? <laughs> <laughs> so filler from you too, huh? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, next up we looked at 10 Cloverfield Lane. Who wants to tell us about that? Sean. Sean. Or Sean. <laughs> He's been dying to talk about this film. <laughs> Mike, give us a run down there. The, this is possibly the most interesting trailer we've watched in, in this year, uh, where it takes... Uh, small group of people living in a confined space apparently happy and then by the conclusion <laughs> of the trailer it's obviously not a happy story and I, I was dying to see it I was just like what on earth is going on here and because of the Cloverfield thing I was thinking is this part, is of, this, yeah, the, part of the, the original movie or is it mm-hmm. just a happenstance or just a marketing gimmick I don't know so uh, I was glued to it and um, Sorry, let me just say, the action takes place in an underground bunker. You have the guy who owns the bunker and two people who come to share the bunker with him. We are not really told why they're in the bunker. And so the movies, the gears of the movie basically are, it's a paranoid, try and figure out what the hell is going on kind of a movie. Is that okay? No. That's a pretty good synopsis, Mike, I think. So the thing I think they did the best, and Mike has kind of alluded to it there, is the girl in this movie is um, the audience proxy. And I thought they did that really well. Yeah. So everything that we know is what she knows. And uh, we are essentially living the story through through her. And you're trying to guess along with her as to what's going on. And they made really good use of that at a couple of critical points during the movie. Mm-hmm. Where she goes, oh my God. At the same time, you're going, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> and uh, you're making these realizations at pace with her, which is really, I think, a, a really strong recommendation for a movie when they can do that. They can write it that well. Um, and in that way, it just kind of sucked me in. As soon as I started watching this, I was I was in the bunker with her non-sexually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This stars uh, John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and John Gallagher Jr., uh, John Goodman, fantastic as always. Is, is has John Goodman ever been bad in a movie? There's a question. Uh, answers on a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet us at Is It a Bicycle? He was just brilliant. He's just brilliant. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was excellent as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, she didn't play a victim. No. As such, you know. Um, and she she was just great. She was great. You'll know in the trailer that um, she's not happy in her situation and mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, and uh, and what the hell is going on outside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to put it all together. But there's loads of little twists and turns in it. There are um, that aren't alluded to in the trailer mm-hmm. that are just brilliant. Oh, uh, I like that kind of Easter eggs almost. Oh, like parts of the plot that you're but not expecting. But yeah, it's great. It, I mean, like the trailer actually doing its job, you know, yeah. without telling you what the movie's all yeah. about. You know, it's it's great. It's great, and I love that. There's that intrigue about, you know, is it like in the Cloverfield universe or isn't it and that kind of thing as well mm-hmm. you know which which is great as well but there's speculation and speculation going on you know yeah. um so yeah yeah um i love the the claustrophobicness of it mm-hmm. um it kind of reminded me of like uh some of the deep space dramas okay yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah. um or the do you remember was it the thing with um, oh, I mean, what's his face down in Antarctica? Yeah, it, yeah. Again, it's a confined. Space. Exactly. I mean, it's yeah. anything. I mean, you could even get it in snakes in a plane. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's just mm-hmm. this claustrophobic confined space yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I think, I think there's maybe only three or four rooms in the bunker, something so like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so it seems it, quite large in, yeah. uh, at times, yeah. and then it seems very small at times, which yeah. I think is brilliant too. Um, yeah, yeah. They use the camera very well to. They do. To, to to shrink the world yeah. and then expand it out a little bit and then shrink it again. It's, yeah. Uh, it was nicely done. John Goodman's character is very interesting. He's an ex-Navy guy mm-hmm. um, who is sensitive, mm-hmm. very sensitive uh, at times. Um, yeah. And he, he always feels underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And that's what really sort of uh, yeah. pisses him off, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, yeah. um, I, I like that. Uh, I like his character. Uh-huh. You know, um, and he does an amazing job of being somebody who's ostensibly normal. Yeah. But with an underlying nut yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and you're, you're never a, you're never quite sure something. throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that like What's a definition th- of a sociopath? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like there's there's moments where he's just like your your friendly Uncle Bob. And then, you know, just something flicks in his head, and it, yeah. it's, it's it's like um, I don't know, name a bad at the, guy. Yeah. At the yeah. risk of dragging this podcast into disrepute, is that the definition of teabagging? I don't know. Are you talking what? about on Halo or? When you're when you're. Oh God, I can't remember what you said. No, <laughs> <you're> a joke. <laughs> what did you say? An underlying what? Uh, nastiness. No, he didn't p- say nastiness. Well, no, a, a potential for nut jobness. There you go. We are lying <laughs> yeah. under a nut job. Underlying nut job. Tea bagging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> Points for effort, though. Yeah. Um. So, what you think? I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it was immersive. That's the first word that springs ah, to mind. There you go. That's boom. Yeah. yeah. Um, it it pulls you in, like I said, through the use of the audience proxy, which is very skillfully employed all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like it, it just gradually goes more bananas as the film carries on. I think. Yeah. And uh, and I like that. Yeah. I think the naming of it is probably unfortunate. You know. 
Yeah. Like they should have stayed away from any reference to Cloverfield. Yeah. Because why why would you? There are like any number of names for streets anywhere around the world. Yeah, like yeah. but there was a film about called Cloverfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tim like is it an alien or not an alien movie? Yeah. Right. yeah. So I was in the, I was in the screen. And I wanted to, I wanted to turn around and go. There was a film about this. It is probably going to be like giant monsters yeah. on the outside. Um, yeah, yeah. I think the, the, I think you'll find the epidemic is some kind of xenomorph, possibly. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw all this in the last one. I was through a handicam, but I feel like I've seen enough of the footage to just have a really good idea, a good grasp of what they'll find outside. <laughs> and, uh, and it, like, I don't think the two films are connected at all. Like, like, the, are they? Do we know? They might be. They might be. Well, it's, it's it's not fully cleared up. As it? Mike said earlier, we need a third movie to yeah. link them up or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Yeah, they, they they could be. We don't know what they are. Yeah, not right. They, they could yeah, be related. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, but um, the paranoia, the mystery. It reminded me of a submarine movie in a way. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of some of the best part of. Um, oh God, Morgan Freeman, your man from the Princess Bride. Das Boot. Kiss the Girls. Oh, kiss the Girls, okay. Right. Elements of that to it as well. No, it was a re- really good film. Um, very atmospheric as well. Mm-hmm. It, like, the, the reason why I mentioned submarine films is good submarine films bring the claustrophobia to you. Mm-hmm. They, they did that in this as well. Um, the bunker felt as small as it was. Mm-hmm. When she was in a confined space, you, you felt it along with her, you know, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a mark of the quality of this movie is that Right up to the very five minutes before the end, I was yeah. still wondering which way is this going to go. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and you know, for somebody who watches a lot of movies, normally you get to half an hour and you say, "Yeah, that's how it's going to end." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this, this one, se- yeah, it was Colonel Mustard in the drawing room with yeah. the candlestick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we this, all. This seems to be my my thing tonight, where I remember films that are related but can't think of the name of them. What was the one about? There was this fog that had like. Aliens or monsters in it. It was called the fog. It was called the fog. No, <laughs> no, they the were pirate after. ghosts, right? Oh, yeah. It's not the pirate ghost one. And mm. while you're in the fog, these monsters were everywhere, and those those people live, people trying to survive it in a supermarket, where oh. the, like an American one that had access to the good stuff, like guns and hunting weapons. That was the fog. That sounds like the fog. It sounds an awful lot like the fog. Wait, oh, wait, no, wait, no, 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 it was the mist. Ah, ah, okay. Yeah, was yeah. the mist? Yeah, was the mist? Yeah. And anyway, yeah. in that film, the dad decides that they are out of bullets, they're out of hope, they can't get anywhere, and he kills his kids, and then goes to turn the gun himself, and there's no bullets left. And as he's sitting there clicking the empty gun into his head and not doing anything, obviously, the army passes him. Mm-hmm. Heading down, going, "What's with your man sitting in the car with all those people?" Mm-hmm. And the mist starts to clear. And you're like, oh my god! If you'd waited three minutes, yeah, you'd have been yeah, fine. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> oh yeah, it's horrifying. Like it's like, and the film itself, it's really fucking. Oh my god! You're like Christ above if they don't get out of this fog. And uh, that's like, a, that's a Stephen King thing, isn't it? Yeah, is it is. Is it, yeah, so, it Koontz? Is no, it Dean no, Koontz? No, Stephen King and uh, Toby Jones T- was in it actually. Stephen, oh, you're you're reading yeah. this. You're not proposing. No, no, I knew it was a Stephen King thing. Uh, the Mist, but I, I was just looking down through the cast list. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I th- I I think that's what I was waiting for in this was that you would just there would be some kind of revelation. You go, ah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
he was right all along or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was good though. I liked the way I kept his guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bummed out by the mist now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never watch it, Shona. Never. <laughs> well, I've spoiled it now for everybody. Uh, it's like the film is 10 years old. Come on. Do you want to mark him, Mike? Yeah, I'll... Yeah, I'll give, I'll give it, a, as Mark says, a solid seven. Yeah. I, I, I totally enjoyed it. I think yeah. Steve says that. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I think I'm with you on that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Very... Yeah. It's well worth watching, but I, I don't think it's an all-time classic. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're on the money there, Mike. Steve, what are you going to give? Are you yeah, just going to agree seven, with Mike? Yeah, seven. I'm agreeing with Mike. Yep. Yeah, me too. I, I think we all agree with Mike today. Yeah. Go, yeah. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next up, we've got some previews. Coming to a bicycle near you. First one is Lego Batman. Colon the movie. This is quite an inspiring idea because they took the only good thing out of the Lego movie and made a, another movie out of just that good bit. Ah, a bit like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done that a few times actually, haven't they? Mm. Um, this trailer didn't look as good as the Lego movie to me. I don't opinion. think the trailer really for the Lego movie was as good as the Lego movie either. The, when I saw the trailer I thought, yeah, that looks kind of cool. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be the movie that we did get to see, which was amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and um, no, I, I like the humor in these and I like the humor in this one too. Where, you know, they just don't take them, uh, themselves seriously. I, which I like I, that I there seems hilarious. to be allusions to Batman versus Superman because there's a lot of Superman getting his ass kicked in this trailer. There's a lot of Superman getting his ass kicked in this trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish they kind of hemmed that up a bit more because that would be like, oh, it's a relevant current joke. See this, Mike? What do you reckon? I know you're you're a big fan of the original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you see, I built up quite a bit of resentment to Lego over the years because of how much it cost me while I was raising my kid, <laughs> and how sore it was when he walked on it. Yeah, two yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I still have a ton of the shit in my house that. Is just there, and he'll, he'll never use it. Uh, some of us have young babies. <laughs> Dibs. Ah, uh, no, halfsies. Halfsies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. You guys can have a celebrity death match to see who gets the Lego. Right? <laughs> Mark, Mark Rosario Dawson's in this one as Batgirl. She's not in it, Steve. Her voice is. <laughs> her voice. Actually, did you hear the list of actors that are in this? Uh, voice acting. I have so little interest in watching this film, and I love superheroes. Rosario Dawson, Will Arnett, Ray Fiennes, so Michael interest. Sarah. Zach Galifianakis, uh, Mariah Carey, even. Huh. Hmm. There's no way you can pronounce <laughs> all of their names that'll make me want to watch this movie. Why don't you want to see it, Mark? Did you not like uh, the Lego movie? Not really, no. I certainly didn't have the major fucking boners for it that you guys all had. You didn't think that everything was awesome? I know, like, it's fine. But that's all I would say about it. It was okay. fine, okay. you know. Okay. Um, I, I, if memory serves, we had a pretty horrific disagreement almost violent disagreement during a bikey year yeah oh yeah. we did two yeah. years ago the bikey's 2014 <gasps> yeah I think that that particular bikey's ended with me with my head in my hands for a good portion of that recording <laughs> yes it did right. yes it did Just make it stop <laughs> no it's 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 not, this is not going to be for me I can't wait um, I'm in the middle I'm I like am. yeah I mean I like the Lego movie mm. I don't know if this looks as good as, as good as the Lego movie but I do like Will Arnett as Batman so we'll see wow 
Can we just pre-ban it from bikey consideration? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next one I looked at was uh, oh God, Bridget Jones's baby. Mm. So old Squinty Eyes is back. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, it's yeah, called Old no, Squinty Eyes. Yeah, it said colon Old Squinty Eyes is back. <laughs> yeah. What's the film actually called? Bridget Jones's is baby. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. What does it say about this movie that one of my peak points of interest was to see Colin Firth. how they were going to punctuate um, the possessive with Jones? Because <laughs> you have the one option, which yeah. is just putting the apostrophe after the S and mm. leaving it there. Mm. However, they've selected to put in the Jones's second is, S, yeah. mm. which is unnecessary, but sometimes stylistically a choice people make. Just to, Did uh, they put in the second S with an E or an apostrophe? No, if it, if it had an E, that would have been a plural. You needed the mm. apostrophe to show possession. Okay, so it's Jones's... Oh, it's a horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. It is in some ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't look funny. I know no. the jokes. I'm just not of the demographic, I think. There's mm. a dead horse here that's been flogged. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. Somebody's yeah. broke. <laughs> um, you know what? It'll probably make money. You know? Oh, of course it will. Yeah, yeah. And there's a certain. I think like the thing with this movie is who is the baby daddy? Is it uh, who are the two people? Hugh Grant and, and Colin Firth. No, it's someone. It's one of those two original guys, and then mm. some other guy. Oh, okay. I care so little. I don't even know. But um, <laughs> okay. People will go see it. A lot of. I'm yeah. going to say a lot of women are going to go see this. Mm. It's going to do well. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next. Right. next, okay. Yeah. So next is um, lights out. I'm surprised that you, Shona. I wanted to keep things balanced. You, you guys. put this one on the yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair play. You can count on me. Lights I'm out. I'm, is a I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. This is what happens when the lights go out. Are you afraid of the dark? You will be. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the whole ninja cat thing. You know where you <laughs> you look around the corner, you see the cat away off really far, and then you go back. And then you look around the corner again. He's a little bit closer in a different pose, but not moving. (laughs) So when you turn off the light, she appears. (laughs) Well, it is kind of freaky as someone who gets Mm. scared very easily Mm. that this woman just like turns the lights off into a room and you see like the silhouette of a woman and the lights go on. And then where the woman's standing, there's no one standing there. And then the lights go off, the woman's standing in the silhouette. And you're like, oh my God, there's a woman there. She's like, oh my God, she's right in front of me. (laughs) Yeah. um, They do that whole thing, uh, you know, where ghosts wear the clothes that they died in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so always dress well, people. <laughs> <laughs> What's the expression? All, always change your knickers because you might get hit by a bus. I don't think that's an expression. That's just like commonly accepted. Good advice. No, he's, he's old school Irish. Yeah. <laughs> no skid marks when you die, Mike. That's, that's, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah, the takeaway. Yeah. No, I used to wear them, then inside out, inside out and then back to front. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Get 17 that's, weeks That's out four good days. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> She'd only get a new pair at Christmas. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a woman is haunted by a creature that only appears when the lights go out. So this is a feature adaptation of the 2013 short film Lights Out by David Sandberg. Thank you, IMDb. So mm-hmm. Teresa Palmer's in it, Billy Burke, and Emily... Aileen Lind. So, yeah. If I could review the trailer for a second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, they should have just stopped it halfway through. Yep. Like, the the bits with the silhouette and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, the scary stuff, that was really scary. Mm. Then stop. And go, coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even scare you with the coming soon a bit. Yeah. (laughs) But instead, they went on and went, when I was a kid, I had this friend. (laughs) He was a girl. Yeah. And bad things happened to her. And then you go, ah, fuck off. You know, 
immediately then you're just looking, look at if this is some kid's angsty ghost, I'm going to punch it in the nose. Yeah, once you know the monster, yeah. it's not so scary. But when it's just exactly. a silhouette that you can only see mm-hmm. in the dark, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah the, the exactly. First, like, the first 30 seconds of this trailer are really strong. Yeah, I was scared. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just dips away into nothingness. And by the time we got to the end, I went, this is just the yeah. same as so many others now. Mm. Yeah. In its defense, this is made by the same guys that made The Conjuring. Yep. Um, the which, con- Conjuring. Which, which that's how it said. See you in. Which was a genuinely scary movie, very well made. So I give it the benefit of the doubt. I think I'll, I think I'll have a little, little look at this. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you mean I found the trailer of a scary movie that Mike might watch? Yeah. Guys, this, is my, roll, this is my takeaway me. victory yeah. <laughs> of the day. Everything you've worked for all these years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so that's it for this week, I think. Uh, how do we have any mailbag this week, Mark? Well, we're getting mail all the time, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Had you any prepped um, is my question, really. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple I pulled out here. Okay. Um, I was just looking through there quickly. Mm-hmm. So Louise in Ardara says, Dear Steve, oh God. where did the love of subtitles come from? Did you not read enough books as a kid? Keep up the good work. How does answer that? Well, uh, we'll try the truth. Like, no, why why no, do no, you it's, like it's, it's not, films with ugly people and writing on the screen? It's not so much the love of subtitles. It's more the love of um, exploring different cultures, I guess, and different uh, insights into uh, common issues and common tropes. And I, I think that uh, fulfills my needs. Yeah, because there, there, there's like lots of movies that are, were made in, let's say, the original language and then are remade in English and I'm sort of going, yeah, it's not as good. And it's not just because... It, it It's just... A, it's not as immersive, I think, because you're not hearing the language, right? And B, I don't think that uh, someone from my own culture's interpretation of it reflects the original writing of the original uh, writer, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for the question. So it's more it's more authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just not as I, I good think looking. It, it, it lends us. No, it may not be uh, as good looking, but I think that adds to the story. Mm. Yeah. Hi, Shona. Thanks for representing us gals in the podcast. Being from outside the country, what do you find the most bizarre about us Irish? While we're on the subject, what's the most bizarre thing you've done while sleep deprived? Love the show, Joanne and Sligo. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that? What's the strangest thing about Irish people? I don't know how to answer that without insulting Irish people. I think yeah. you're meant to. I think that's the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just remember, you're not going to get out of here alive. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so do your worst. <laughs> all right. The strangest thing about Irish people is that they all get offended by the drunk Irish stereotype and then they all drink a lot <laughs> in general. Mm. See? Well, not- I'm... Sorry, I'm, I'm just rolling out the sheeting here on the floor. <laughs> yeah, this time we, we need a kill room ASAP. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what about you then? What have you done that was weird or bizarre? While I was sleep deprived. Yeah. I don't do a lot when I'm sleep deprived. I uh, mostly, I joined Facebook just so I had something to read while I was sleep deprived. And I also started getting, um, what's that thing called with the legs? Walking. <laughs> Tracks your bottoms. Runny leg syndrome? No, what's that called when your leg... Twitchy leg? Twitchy. Sleep tremors. It's... Uh, no, there's a name for it. A lot of pregnant women get it. Oh. Orgasms. <laughs> yeah. Swollen leg syndrome. 
No, it's not swelling. It's it's like when you feel like you need to run, even Baby though legs. you're exhausted. Oh no, no, that's, uh, yeah, it is twitchy legs. Yeah, no, yeah. It's not twitchy legs. It's called restless leg syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got okay. a lot of restless leg syndrome. Mm. Sleep mm. deprivation isn't sexy or cool. Mm. I have nothing. I have no. I have no interesting I, anecdote I, about I it. I pulled. I pulled this email. Hoping for a better story than that. Sorry, Joanne. That's as good as she has. See, I'm, I'm, too, I'm still too sleep deprived right. to kind of go into my memory <laughs> banks to have a good story. Tell you what, we'll, we'll make it your homework. You come back in a week. <laughs> I'll just do something really cool sleep deprived this week and then I'll just sound more interesting next week. <laughs> that's did that's did it, it from the mailbag your... this week, Steve. Thanks to everybody that mailed in. I read them all. I don't read them all out in the air, but keep them coming to podcast at isitabicycle.com. Cool. Um. Yeah, is that it? Is that it? We done? Sure. It would appear so. Go but, home, everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's just, over. Did you know, do you remember Moon Boy that was on RT? Don't yeah. talk of Moon Boy. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, you know, rumor has it, there's a film on the way. Ah, Jesus. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it, but Shouldn't anyway. that have been in our news segment? Did we have a news segment this week? That was the news section. Okay, yeah, yeah. and now uh, your news with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think I'd rather watch Bridget Jones than fucking Moon Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, mighty. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that's bad, Mike. Okay, yeah. we'll leave it there. So from Mike, Mark, Jonah, and Steve, stay classy. Imagine if Shadow Woman got hold of Bridget Jones. <laughs> Who's Shadow Woman? From the horror. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've already forgotten that discussion. <laughs>